This is Dave, and I'm here with Ethan, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2008 Weird Al podcast. Strings Attached bonus episode 27 centimeter. On this week's episode, Dave and I recap our experiences with the Strings Attached tour. It's Dave and Ethan's 2000 inch Weird Al podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2000 inch Weird Al podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Welcome to episode 27 centimeter, Dave. Ethan, I've missed doing these centimeter episodes. <laughs> Me too. I mean, they've kind of come out sporadically over the past seven months. But, you know, the last one we recorded was in August after our final show together in Abbotsford, British Columbia. So it's been a while, but from the beginning, or at least from near the beginning, we decided we couldn't just end on 26 centimeter when we are so close to that holy, holy number 27. Yeah, I think when we first started these, you know, we kind of mapped out all the shows we're going to. And I think together we found that we're going to 23 shows between the two of us. And then we're like, well, we're so close. We could throw in some fan reactions and we can bump that number up. And it just <laughs> happened to work out that, you know, it came out to 26 was the episode that we ended Abbotsford on. And we're like, well, we've got to do one more or else all of our <laughs> listeners will revolt and throw things at us. And I mean, that's perfectly fine. Like that would be a, a great option as well. But just the, you know, the OCD nature of being so close to 27, <laughs> we just had to do it. So we're so excited to, to talk about the tour and we are recording this in April. You know, this is many, many months, like seven months after the tour has ended and, you know, we're not going to necessarily remember everything about each show, but just kind of general opinions we wanted to, to share with you guys and just, you know, reminisce together about that amazing, incredible tour. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. We don't want to go into too much detail because we do go into a lot of detail on the <laughs> centimeter episodes, like a lot of detail. <laughs> we want to give you a break <laughs> from our detail. We do recommend that if you haven't listened to those, you do go back and you listen to them because that will give you like the in-depth, you know, every single breath that Al took up on stage, we documented <laughs> in those episodes. I really liked doing the bonus episodes just to talk about them in general. They were just a lot of fun to record because, you know, when I tell people about them and I'm like, you know, what we do is we review every show we go to and their reaction was very similar to, I guess, my reaction the first time we started talking about doing this, Dave, is I was like, what the heck are we going to talk about after the first or second one? Like, we're going <laughs> to run out of stuff. And really, the complete opposite happened. Yeah, every episode we did, I think, got longer and longer and longer because we would just, <laughs> we just started seeing common themes. We started paying attention to a lot more things. And Ethan, this is the first time you've done like this kind of reviews. I've been doing these reviews usually in print and for, you know, the vanity tour. I did them on video. I've been doing reviews for my personal website, weirdal.info, for years, ever since I started touring. So this was natural to me. And I've, you know, felt that 
we could really incorporate this into the podcast and get some great quality, you know, episodes out of it. And I can get my reviews up a lot faster than I had in the past. What was really funny. So, you know, I am willing to admit, yeah, I didn't know what the heck we were going to talk about after the first one. Like I said, the other thing I remember the first show you and I went to together was your sixth show. It was my first show of the tour that was in Cleveland, Ohio, on july 6 2019 and you had a notepad and you're taking notes and i'm like dave why are you taking (laughs) notes you know you can't remember you've already seen the show five times and i think it was the next show the next night that i started using a notepad (laughs) and i would end up with like four or five pages of notes and it's ridiculous to think about like thinking back like yeah you need the notepad because the kind of stuff that we notice and we want to talk about and the kind of stuff that we find interesting and the stuff that, you know, as we found out, our listeners found interesting, you know, really requires taking those notes. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a trick I picked up many, many years ago. I enjoy, you know, looking for the little tiny little details, because like you said, you've seen the show like together. We saw the show 23 times. We each saw 18 shows you know, not the same 18, but, you know, some of them, they were the same. So even our notes, just going through that, you know, and just comparing notes, like you would see things that I didn't see, you know, and I would see things that you didn't see. So it was really, you know, I got to enjoy these concerts on a different level than I have in the past, because now I have a second person who's, you know, taking notes <laughs> next to me Eagle you know, eye, somewhere else Ethan. in the venue. <laughs> and they're, you know, filling me in on stuff that I hadn't noticed before. And I completely echo that because sometimes we'd be sitting in different parts of the venues. Sometimes we were sitting together. Sometimes we weren't. And it was interesting, even just in the same show, where you'd be like, hey, did you notice this guy? Or I'd be like, hey, that guy (laughs) looks like Philo. And, you know, (laughs) it was really fun to do that. And, you know, definitely hearing the feedback from the listeners of those episodes, they really enjoyed that. And an extra added benefit, I remember when we were talking to Cat O'Carroll, who she performed in the orchestra for the three Canadian dates that we saw together, the last three shows we went to, and she found our centimeter episodes really helpful to understand the flow of the show and and what to expect, because, you know, she didn't really have that kind of in-depth preview of the show up until that point. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people put up on their, you know, websites or on the forums or on Reddit or whatever. They put up the set list, you know, and that tells you only so much. We went into a lot more detail. We would, you know, explain what was going on during every song up on stage, what Al was doing, what the band was doing, you know, what the video clips were in between, what the orchestra was doing. Right. So I could totally see how, you know somebody who was preparing you know to be in the orchestra on a future show could find our episodes very helpful so i'm trying to think back you know seeing 18 shows first of all 18 shows for me that's the most i've ever seen in a tour i mean i'm a little bit later to tour chasing i mean growing up i would always try to hit as many as i could but realistically someone who's in high school or a freshman in college you can't necessarily get to 18 shows on a tour so getting to see 18 shows in and of itself was just amazing for me but then the added benefit of having someone to go with and talk to about the shows was extra helpful <laughs> And extra enjoyable because, you know, not everyone when I was growing up would necessarily want to drive four hours (laughs) to see the same (laughs) show that I just saw the week before. (laughs) So 
It's really great. I'm glad that we found each other, not only for this podcast, for our friendship, but, but for <laughs> recording these goofy reviews. And, you know, I really like how they transformed into not just the concert, but also kind of a tour diary of what was our life like on the road. You know, we're not you know, producing the show. We're not, you know, setting up lights or running sound, but we've had our own trials and tribulations and, and challenges and... <laughs> Yeah, definitely. That was a lot of fun. I mean, a lot of people might not realize this, but like, you know, our day started and we went to the concert and when the concert was over, that's when our day really started (laughs) (laughs) because we knew we had, you know, all this time ahead of us. We were up some nights until I think three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning recording these reviews, (laughs) you know, on like two hours of sleep from the night before because we're, you know, going to back to back concerts. Driving. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It just became like our lifestyle for like while we were out on the road, we're just like, all right, we're going to go, you know, do something fun during the day then we're gonna go to the concert and then we're gonna go and we're gonna record these reviews and i had so much fun recording them (laughs) (laughs) yeah there were definitely times where we would be recording that i would fall asleep and wake up like you remember in high school (laughs) or college when you like you fall asleep and you like jolt your head awake like i did that (laughs) during recording some of these and listening back to them i don't think it was super obvious so i think i pulled it off (laughs) or maybe frank just was generous in his editing So, yeah, so listen for all those centimeter episodes where I'm the only one talking in the last half of the episode. And you'll know Ethan's over in the corner snoring away. Yes. <laughs> so what are some of your favorite things overall on the tour? What are some of your favorite things that kind of jump out to you thinking back? Well, definitely the travel. I mean, I went to, for the first time, I got to see Al in three different states than I've seen him in before. I got to see him in Florida for the first five shows. You know, seeing the first show on any Weird Al tour, I always, whenever I can, try to get to that because that is just like, you know, there's no spoilers out there. And, you know, I get to experience it for the first time, you know, and then just, I also got to see him in the state of Washington, which I had never got to see him in before. And I got to see him for the second time in my life outside of the United States, but for the first time in British Columbia for those three shows that we went to in British Columbia. So for me, a lot of the memories are just the travel to these new places that I haven't you know, had ever been to before. I've never been to Washington before other than like a brief stopover. I've never been to British Columbia before. You know, So I got to experience these places I'd never seen before. And I got to see Al in these new states that I've never seen before. And even some new venues, which I've never seen him in before, like that venue we saw him in the Red Rocks Amphitheater in Morrison, Colorado. Yeah. That was incredible. You know, Forest Hills Stadium, that was another great venue, which I'd never seen Al perform in before. Yeah, there were a lot of great venues on this tour. I really obviously enjoyed Red Rocks because it was just breathtaking to be walking around there and think that you're like standing in this rock and there's a concert going on. (laughs) It's just pretty amazing. (laughs) One of the other venues I really enjoyed, unfortunately, was one that you weren't at, Dave, was when I went to the Toronto show. It's called Budweiser Stage. It's not like a a fancy (laughs) name like Red Rocks, but it was an outdoor venue. And it was just like, it reminded me of a carnival. There was just like booths where people were selling food and, you know, radio stuff going on. And that's where I had that trivia contest for Monster (laughs) Energy that rigged (laughs) 
<laughs> trivia contest. <laughs> and that was really cool. So I would definitely go out of my way to see Al at that venue again, just because I, I enjoyed the atmosphere there. I mean, that's something interesting you brought up. We got to see him both in indoor venues and outdoor venues. And, you know, just the experience of seeing him in an indoor venue versus seeing him in an outdoor venue, they're just like, I mean, they're the same, you know, musically the same concert, but the experience is something totally different. I had never seen Al in an outdoor venue before this tour. Wow, I'm surprised. Yeah, yeah. So that was really cool to get. I mean, it was really cool until, you know, the weather started getting really, really hot. (laughs) I think the hottest concert that we went to, I feel like all the really, really hot concerts we were at together and the one that sticks out to me the most is when we went to Wolf Trap in Vienna, Oh, Virginia. that day. Oh, it was so hot that day. It was <laughs> hot just sitting perfectly still. We were sweating. And we're not kidding. It was so hot, so humid that day that I'm, like, surprised that, you know, Al could perform at the level that he performed at up there. I'm surprised that the orchestra could perform yeah. at the level they performed at the band. Everybody in the crew, you know, it was a great concert. It was probably, you know top two or three concerts on the tour that I saw, you know, but just, it was so hot. I couldn't like even clap without breaking a sweat. (laughs) (laughs) And that was also the introduction. If you remember of Jim's haircut was at the Wolf Trap show. (laughs) That's right. He had gotten a haircut the day before or something. Yes. (laughs) And thank gosh he got that because that was just that much cooler that he got to be (laughs) in that humid heat. Yeah, remember Al's gals, they started wearing tank tops, you know, for the outdoor shows. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Another thing I remember from the Vienna show, this was something that sticks out to me, is when we were waiting in line for merch and then I went off to go to the bathroom and I got stopped immediately by this woman who wanted to take my picture. And I was like, oh, you want to take my picture? Like, that's cool. Like, you must be a fan of the podcast. Uh, No, it turns out she ran a fashion blog of essentially what not to wear. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still looking for that blog. So if anyone finds that, I would love to see the picture. (laughs) Another thing that was really great. I got to have a couple firsts this tour. So obviously, you know, seeing Al outside, seeing Al that many times. Another first for me is I was baptized by the Smells Like Nirvana water for the first time. <laughs> oh, wow, that's also surprising that you hadn't been baptized by the Nirvana water before this tour either. Wow. Yeah, I guess I just never, you know, it always was so close. It was always so close. And it it just was like the next happened. seat over, the guy was drenched and you were, you were <laughs> right. perfectly dry. <laughs> Well, then, you know, I'd never gotten a Smells Like Nirvana cup before, Mm. and I I still haven't caught one. But when I was at the Syracuse show, when I was heading for the uh, after show meet and greet, I saw a red solo cup on the ground in the front, and (laughs) I just assumed it was that. And I wasn't sure. I wasn't ready to, like, say this is definitely the cup. Who knows? Maybe someone brought one and left it there. But I asked Al and JW to authenticate it, and they both agreed that that was the cup. So (laughs) (laughs) it's right next to me right now. I had Al sign it. And as far as Al, JW, and I know, it was the official cup. So I finally was able to add that (laughs) to my collection. And the other thing that I was really excited to add to my collection was I got a smashed guitar yes. from You Don't Love Me Anymore when they were in Boston. So that was amazing. 
And I'm so, so excited to have that in my collection. I've wanted one of those for so many years. Yeah, that is so awesome that you got to get some of the most prized possessions at Weird Al concerts. You know, the Nirvana Cup and a Smash guitar, both for the first time (laughs) on this tour. (laughs) So this was also, you know, for Al a couple firsts. This was the first time that he actually handed out the fork to an audience member during One More Minute. (laughs) In the past, he would keep that fork and he would reuse it, I guess, show after show or he wouldn't give it out at least you know if it was the same <laughs> fork every single show but you know this time he would generally he would tap the person on the head <laughs> and then he would give them the fork and let them keep it so there's another collectible that somehow Ethan you and I have to figure out a way to get that fork <laughs> and I need to figure out how to get a scarf and the underwear there's so many things <laughs> that we need to figure out <laughs> Although that would be an odd thing in my collection. Like, hey, what's that? Uh, That's Al's underwear. Like, okay, I have to go. (laughs) (laughs) So I know we actually have a pair of Al's underwear in my house, and that belongs to my wife, Jackie. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good cover, Dave. Sure, it belongs to her. (laughs) I'm hoping it's the only pair of someone else's underwear that she owns. (laughs) Yeah, that's 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 a good point. <laughs> For me, there was a bunch of really just unexpected moments on this tour. One of my favorite, most unexpected moments was the fact that at the first show, this was a surprise to me that the orchestra came out and did an entire set of just their own original music. Well, it was the themes to various movies, you know, very popular movies, you know, the uh, Raider March, the theme from Mission Impossible, Superman, and of course, Star Wars. But to me, it was a surprise. I wasn't expecting the orchestra to do their own set. I was expecting that they would come out and Al would do his set with the orchestra behind them. But for me, the unexpected moment wasn't just that they did the set, but how much I really enjoyed the orchestra set. It was amazing. Yeah. I mean, I saw some people who kind of, eh, oh, it's just the opening thing. Eh, they, they weren't really paying attention. But I made my best attempt to have my butt in that seat and listen to it because it was really just, it was beautiful. I mean, it was just how often do you get to hear an amazing symphony orchestra perform these amazing, you know, theme songs. It's just, it was so cool to kind of get that preview of the orchestra before we got to hear them with Al's music. Yeah, I think on one of the centimeter episodes, I had commented that I had, you know, the orchestra's version of the theme from Superman stuck in my head for <laughs> days. Oh my and God. And I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't upset about it. You know, I was happy about it because I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I think now it's stuck in my head just from you saying that. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, that also kind of the fact that, you know, this was also, you know, the first time that, you know, other than the Hollywood Bowl shows, you know, that Al was out with an orchestra, you know, and he was with a touring conductor. You know, there were two conductors who were kind of touring with him on and off, but the main conductor was Eric Roth and his father, Arnie Roth, would do a couple shows now and then. So this was the first time that he had like a conductor touring with him. And this was also the first tour that he had background singers. That was such a cool element. And the fact that we got to meet them and get to know them and that they were just so awesome just added to the experience and it really i remember lisa saying to us like oh i hope it's not distracting and it really was not it really just added to the experience because there were so many things to look at 
And, you know, you could go from Al to Jim to Steve to Ruben to Bermuda to Eric to the orchestra to Lisa to Scotty to Monique. Like, you could just, <laughs> like, there's so much to look at. And then the, the lighting, and it was just such a cool experience visually. Yeah, it was really added a lot to the show. It really, it made, you know, what was a great show an even better show. Just the full, like, it was like a... I, I always tell people when they say, what is a Weird Al concert? Like, I'm like, it's kind of like a Broadway production. It really is. Yeah. You know, just with everything that's going on, having to be in the right spot at the right time, you know, and they handle that, the crew and Al and everybody in the band, they all handle that perfectly. So it's like, it's really like going to like a multimedia extravaganza, like a Broadway show, you know, basically. And it was also great that we got to... You know, for the first time, I got to meet, you know, not just the new people on the tour like Eric and Lisa and Monique and Scotty, but a lot of the crew members that we hadn't had a chance to ever talk to before. That was a really cool experience. And I remember when we were trying to track down these people in the crew who maybe were new or or like you said, we had never met before (laughs) just to fill people in. We purchased Dave and Ethan t-shirts for everyone in the crew just as a thank you. And we wanted to track them down and hand them to them just as a thanks. But for these people we didn't know, I remember Dana walked by and I was like, hey, you're with Al's crew, right? And he kind of like froze and he's like, oh, no, like, <laughs> <laughs> what's going on? And I was like, oh, no, 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 I'm not trying to be weird. Uh, we have a present for you. And that, you know, that changed the whole outlook. And, you know, everyone was really thrilled to get the shirts. And what was incredible for me, and I know it was incredible for you, too, Dave, was seeing Melissa on stage wearing our shirt. And then, of course, seeing JW in the screen during Tacky wearing our <laughs> shirt. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> yeah, and it was great, you know, that we got to see our shirts up there. But it was also great that we got to see on this tour, we got to see all of our old friends, too, like Melissa and JW and Marnie, yeah, Hawkeye, and, of course, everybody in the band, and, of course, Al. Yeah. So it was it, it was so, <laughs> so great to actually get to see everybody. Yeah. Another thing that I really like about the concert is that we would always report on all the unusual 501st members and lineups that we saw. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we saw some really wild characters up there. Some of them that are sticking out in my mind. I remember, I think it was the first time I ever saw one. I saw like the Tuscan Raiders. Yeah. Those scary, weird creatures, you know, from, from the very first <laughs> movie. I remember seeing we saw the Imperial Guard. I, I know I saw R2-D2 <laughs> several times. And there was even one show if I remember correctly, where there wasn't Vader. (laughs) I remember that show. I was like, what happened? Budget cuts? What's going on? (laughs) I loved in the centimeter episodes when we would track these very insignificant things like (laughs) the color of Al's drink or (laughs) if we saw a green piece of tape on one of the equipment (laughs) or not. (laughs) And, you know, it just became a really fun inside joke and... I'm glad that and we it kind of it took on like a life of its own, you know. It probably started out as like a joke and just kind of like, all right, let's see how long we can take this on. But then towards the end, people were like, "Well, what was the drink color? We need to know." You know, did you see the green square? You know, yeah, it, it kind of became like it, like something we had to report. If we didn't report, we would have been, you know, yelled at by yeah. our listeners. And I, I loved getting messages or texts from other listeners who'd be like, oh, I was at this show that you weren't at and it was red. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
And of course, you know, us saying that and we kept doing the uh, the callback to like add it to the spreadsheet. That was, of course, a reference to during the ill-advised vanity tour. There was a, a fan run spreadsheet that tracked literally every song and, and, you know, which one and which venue and the order and everything. So that was kind of our callback to that. But I kind of wish we had actually <laughs> made a spreadsheet. <laughs> I'm going to put a challenge out to our listeners that if they can go through and listen to every single centimeter episode and put together a spreadsheet of all the drink colors and whether or not we saw the green square or not for all the concerts that we attended and all the concerts that we reported on those two things that we will send them official Dave and Ethan's 2000 inch weird out podcast sticker pack. Yeah. And and maybe if you really do go through and and make it, we'll give you a little something extra too. (laughs) We'll find find something else to give you. Yeah. That would be really cool. And I I, I can't even think of it right now, but I feel like there were other stuff that randomly (laughs) you and I would be like, Oh, we got to start tracking that now too. So <laughs> any of that stuff. You kind of remind me, remember that one recurring theme that we always had? And I'm still hoping that Al eventually fixes this. But in the one video clip for the epic rap battles, yes. I <laughs> noticed at some point during the tour that the word effect was misspelled as affect. <laughs> so, of course, the lyric goes, you know, a wacky sound effect and up on screen, it says a wacky sound affect with the word A-F-F-E-C-T in there. And I remember that we would report on that and we even brought it up to Al at one point And I was like, I didn't notice that. <laughs> and then, of course, I started noticing that the word guy was capitalized in those lyrics. And I was upset about that and started tracking that every show. But then eventually I decided I was OK with it and... It was correct, after all. And then I stopped reporting on that. <laughs> yeah, it was a reference to Bill Nye the Science Guy. Of course it should be capitalized. Well, of course now, yeah. We didn't realize that for a month. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so what else was interesting about this tour was this was the first time, and I know it was the first time for me, and I'm pretty sure it was the first time for you, that we actually took a boat to a Weird Al show. I've taken cars, I've taken planes to get to Weird Al shows, but I've never taken a boat. <laughs> I've never taken a boat to any concert <laughs> before, <laughs> let alone Weird Al. Yeah, that was quite an experience, and I really enjoyed the boat ride. You know, it was, of course, a ferry, and there was, like, ice cream, and we got to meet you know, interesting people. And th- those are great experiences. Oh, and I'm glad you brought up ice cream. Ice cream was another recurring theme during our centimeter episodes. It started out in Florida where Jackie and I, we would stop at some point during the day and have ice cream. Every single day we were in Florida, we stopped and we had at least, you know, ice cream once a day. And we started reporting that on the podcast. <laughs> and then you started reporting it, you know, on your centimeter episodes. And then became a point where, well, if we're going to go to a concert, we've got to go get ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, that's a stray too far from the ice cream topic. But that brings up something that I wanted to mention is I was not on the first couple episodes because I was not at those concerts. And For the concerts that just I went to, we started off doing them, just me, or I would bring in a special guest like my cousin or my mom or my grandma, and then we figured out, 
well, why can't we just record via phone and <laughs> both be on when we're talking about shows? Because that gives the other host the ability to ask questions of the person who is there. So I really liked that kind of thing that we brought on. I mean, not to, to diss Jackie, I really enjoyed hearing you guys discuss it, but I think if we did something like this for a future tour, it would be cool if we were able to both discuss the episodes because I really enjoyed the banter that we had back and forth, especially on those where only one of us was at the show. Yeah, I definitely want to give a big, huge thank you to Jackie for stepping up for the first centimeter episodes that we did together and filling in as my co-host because it was definitely very helpful to have another person there to bounce something off of. And of course, she could give her own perspective because she was at the concert as well. Yeah. And yes, I think that going forward, we will continue to do that. But I also think going forward, we're going to try as hard as we can to get to a lot more of the same exact concerts together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it was just kind of a fluke that there were just a handful that we both weren't at. But, I, you know, the really, I think the strangest thing is, obviously, we didn't necessarily plan every single show. Some, like Seattle, were like, oh, we should go to this together. But some, it's just like, oh, well, we just... You know, it's New York, so we're both going to it. But I think the craziest coincidence is that just it happened to end up that we individually went to 18 shows total this tour. <laughs> All right, Ethan, I think we should start wrapping this up. But just before we do, I want to hear what was your favorite concert from the Strings Attached Tour? So this is going to be controversial because I, I know what your answer is going to be, Dave. So <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. And, and we have a different answer for this. And also my favorite concert was one that you were not at. So that's even more controversial. And I, <laughs> I'm not going to say that the fact that you weren't there made it better. <laughs> I mean, it did elevate my status as top Weird Al fan at that concert when you weren't there. So that was part of it. But what I really loved about Syracuse was I got to go with my cousin. It was her first ever Weird Al show for years, years. I would be going to Weird Al shows. And then after the fact, she'd be like, you came to the area and went to a Weird Al show and, and <laughs> you didn't tell me. And, and she, so as soon as he announced Syracuse, I got her on the phone. I was like, you were coming to this Weird Al show with me. And she had an amazing time. We got to meet Al after the show. I surprised her, you know, with that ability to meet Al, which was so amazing. And also what was incredible for the first time ever, Al came over and sang to me as someone in the audience. It was crazy because he was singing just all up and down the right side of the audience. And I was sitting on the left side. So, you know, obviously I wasn't thinking I was going to get any kind of Al interaction, but he came over to the left side. I don't know if this was on purpose or if it just happened to be a fluke. Let's say it was on purpose. He came over, he came up, sang right in my face, turned around and left. He didn't sing to anyone else on that left side. So felt like it was intentional, but I really don't know there. <laughs> so all of that combined made Syracuse my favorite show of the tour. Dave, what was your favorite? I'm very curious. That's actually a tougher question than you think it's going to be for me because I had so many amazing experiences on this tour. I mean, Florida was absolutely great, you know, getting to see all the shows down there, getting to see the shows in British Columbia and the, you know, Northwest Seattle area. That was great. You know, getting to see some of the venues that I love, like, you know, going to see him in Wolf Trap. That Wolf Trap concert was definitely a great concert. Yeah. You know, and getting to see him, you know, in Cleveland 
Cleveland and Pittsburgh and the experiences we had, you know, after some of these concerts, we got to, you know, interview people like Eric Roth or JW at the venue or Ruben at the venue, you know, just all this stuff is just is not just the concert itself, the whole experience I judge things on. Yeah, that's true. So it's really a tough decision for me. And I feel like, you know, I'm picking, you know, one out of 18 and I could pick any one of those 18 and I would could argue for that. Right. But I really did, really did enjoy. And I was looking forward to this for years. I've wanted to see a concert at this venue. And you know that venue is going to be the Red Rocks Amphitheater in Morrison, Colorado. <laughs> I thought that place was absolutely beautiful. I thought the sound was great. I thought the lights bouncing off the rocks were wonderful. I felt Al's energy was really good. I felt the crowd was insanely into the concert. And it was a huge concert. I mean, there's like, what, 9,000-something people there? It was sold you know, out, was yeah. Sold out, and it was you know, outdoors. And it rained a little bit, but it didn't really affect anything, no. you know? And it was under the stars and just in out in the middle of like nowhere in this natural amphitheater. And to me, that experience, I will never forget everything about that concert. I would go back to that venue if Al ever played there again. I would love to see him perform there again. I would just that was probably if you had to, you know, drag it out of me, that would I would have to say would be my favorite concert from the tour. I mean, that concert was extra special for me, too. I got to go with my dad. That was the only concert this past tour he saw i've said it before he's the guy who got me into weird al so you know that's always special and and getting to spend time with my dad and we had a great time in denver but the crazy thing is that was the one show that i wasn't going to go to i (laughs) decided you know the previous fall when the tickets went on sale that i was not going to that one you know despite you telling me it's a great venue despite my friend justin who lives there telling me it's a great venue and you know everyone's saying you got to go to red rocks you got to go to red rocks and i I just i didn't see how i was going to make it happen and you kept bugging the crap out of me dave and (laughs) he kept convincing me and you did it and i'm so glad you did because that really was a magical show yeah and another thing which we added to and i know he helped convince you go there too is that we had interviewed scott o'neill who had done a lot of the orchestration for this tour and he was the conductor at red rocks so i think that sold the deal as well to have the person who wrote the orchestration for many of the songs actually doing the conducting performing with the colorado symphony orchestra you know his hometown orchestra is just i mean it's hard to top that that was you know the straw that broke the the wallets back and got me to, to to go out to that show it was after talking to him and, and hearing his passion and knowing that that was my only opportunity to see him do that really was a big part in, in my ultimate decision all right dave let's make sure that we don't go on two hours for this episode <laughs> let's wrap it up but you know there's some important things that you know i really learned from going on this tour i mean one of the the greatest things is the people that we got to meet. Oh, yeah. That is one of my favorite things about touring is that now since I've been to pretty much every area of, you know, the, the country and even outside the country now that I know people everywhere we go and somehow still I managed to meet new friends on every single tour. Yeah, so many people that we met, you know, on this tour have gone on to, you know, even be almost semi-regulars on the podcast or, you know, have contributed in one way or another to our, you know, regular non-bonus episodes. So that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, 
like I said, one of the main things I love about the tour is just, you know, before the concert starts, during the concert and after the concert is getting to hang out with friends that I've known for years, for 20 years. I've known a lot of these people. I've toured with a lot of them before on previous tours. And, you know, every single time, like I said, I get to meet new people. So I've already made new friends that I'm keeping in touch with and that I'm ready to see on the next tour. And that is the greatest part about it is that just getting to see all your friends again. All right, so it was so great to get to see everybody. It was so great to get to experience this tour with you, Ethan. You know, all of our bonus centimeter episodes. I know when Al goes back on tour next, both you and I are going to pick up these bonus centimeter episodes again. Of course. Maybe we'll have a little bit better time management and we won't be up to three o'clock in the morning recording them. <laughs> Although that was a special charm of it, you know, definitely. <laughs> or maybe we could record him before the concert and just guess what he's going <laughs> to sing about. <laughs> we should do that. We should record before the concert, see what he actually performs, then critique our review from the concert and see what we got right and what we got wrong. We'll have bonus bonus episodes where we <laughs> talk about the bonus episodes. <laughs> All right, so I've heard rumors that Al's probably going to be out on tour again starting in 2021. But what are you and I going to do between now and 2021? Well, I'm sure we're going to continue doing our weekly full inch episodes. But who is to say that maybe we're going to start some other bonus episode series now that we've concluded with this episode, the strings attached to our bonus episodes? Well, I'm looking forward to see what we come up with because you know it's going to be a lot of fun no matter what it is. I want to thank everybody for listening to our podcast, for listening to all 27 centimeters as we put them out. You can go back, you can listen to any one of them back on our website at 2000inch.com. Thank you again to everybody listening from Ethan and myself. It was a lot of fun to do these. We hope you had as much fun as we did. That was Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, Strings Attached, bonus episode 27 centimeters. We did it. Done.